Parry Talks. 2021. Episode 2 of 21. 2021. Episode 41 or 40. I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't know what the hell's going on here. I don't organize any of this. I've got to ask my team. Just kidding. (laughs) Just me. Um, Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. Last week, we had a bit of a different angle with Ian on. Um, Feedback from that episode was so good. Really appreciate everyone listening to that. Um, If you can still, I'll say this once again, go support his stuff. He's such a great creative mind, makes the coolest stuff, has a lot of cool stuff coming. So go. If you want to spend your money on something, your Christmas money, your grandma gave you that cash sitting in an envelope in your undies drawer. Go buy some cool furniture. Go buy some cool perspex. Please support him. If you don't, though, <laughs> I've got another fantastic guest that you can support. I've got another fantastic guest you can support. Someone who came across my radar last year and I was just, just a bit like, whoa, hang on. This is cool. This is hot. This is new. And really grateful to have her on. It's Madam Empress. How are you today? I'm so good. Thanks for having me. Dude, anytime. Um, just to kick it off. How's 2021 been for you so far? I feel a lot of weird general angst for some reason across the world. Mm. Um, but also, like, the flip side of that is a lot of cool, creative, positive energy mm. because of that angst. So how's your 2021 been so far? My 2021 has been incredible. I think, like, I fully agree with you with the angst situation because I think a lot of people, like, you know, last year was kind of, you know, all a mess for a lot of people. So they thought, okay, new year, new life, etc. Um, but so I guess things are still the same. We're still in a lot of the same shit we were yeah. last year. Um, but I don't know. I've taken it really differently. Like I went away over the Christmas break, like back with my family, just got grounded again, like um, really just relaxed, evaluated, introspected, all that good stuff. And I came back and I just... Um, I, I guess I came back in the mind frame of like, look, I'm just going to protect my energy. I'm going to work hard. Um, and I've done that for the past month and I'm feeling so good. Like my friend, I saw my friend Zara the other day. She walked in, she was like, man, you are glowing. And it's tr- truly because I've just made choices that I'm just like, nah, this year we're working hard. We're doing, we're getting rid of any toxic things, any things that weren't serving me. And I'm feeling good. I'm loving training, training run. I'm going to do this for life, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just do what I should. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, too. I feel that I think reflection, especially in youth is like, cause like COVID aside and even now like life, I feel like there's a lot of pressure. I think on creative people to just be like, go, 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 mm. go, go. But taking that time, that pause to reflect, I think yeah. is a super important thing. Oh, 100%. Like it was so good. And like I, my family they don't live in Sydney. Um, so I hadn't seen them for like five months and I'm very close to my family. I have two sisters as well. And um, here, it, Sydney's beautiful, but shit, it's crazy. Like it's a lot. Like there's, everyone's hustling. There's always movement. There's energies. There's, it's it's a lot. Um, and that's why things happen here because yeah. of it. But it can be very overwhelming. And so I, I, going home was the best thing for me. And I was able to just be grounded and take that time and just, you know, you always get grounded when you're yeah. like, with your family or really close friends. So it was really nice. How was it? Because I sort of did the same thing where I just like left the face of the earth for a mm. bit. How was it hitting, like, coming back into Sydney? How, was the transition chill for you? Or was it like, whoa, this is a bit intense? Because I came back and then, like, next morning, bang, you're at work. Yeah. Like, um, I actually was supposed to come back and then I delayed it and delayed it and delayed it. Because when I'm here, I'm working yeah. all the time. 
that's why I moved here. That's why I um, changed my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> really, literally did a 360 in my entire life. So when I'm here, I'm, I'm working. Yeah. So, um, but I love it because dope opportunities and like I get to do this. So no complaining. Working exactly. Yeah. Speaking of working, <laughs> you have been extremely busy. Locking Eyes came out last week. Um, just to dive straight in. No. Cut the small talk, Parry. Cut the small talk, Come on. <laughs> um, came out last week. It's super central, super, super intimate. I love it. Um, when did you begin writing that song? Where did that song come from? What headspace were you in when you wrote it? Okay, so I actually love the story of how this song formed. Um, and I love this song. So it's crazy. So I had been planning my project for years. So I have a lot of songs in the bank but the ones that I've released have been both ones that I've written quite recently so the same thing happened with Blocking Eyes um I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on podcast but we were just smoking one time with my friend that's fine okay cool <laughs> I don't know and then um we were just like talking and like I had just recently met her when I came to Sydney and we I don't know if you've ever met someone where you just your energy just connects and you get along like crazy yeah. and we just had such a great bond and we I've had conversations with her that I've never had before like we were able to just talk really deeply and it was just really beautiful um and we were trying to explain like just between the two of us we were like what is this like it's really cool and then we both kind of were like locking eyes like you're only we will be locking eyes and like i don't know if you when you're high and you say a thing you think it's the best idea in the world yeah. and we were like whoa we're like that's crazy <laughs> <Just> rounds of <laughs> we're like that's sick and then we, we you know we spoke about it more and more and um I, I said I love that phrase because when she said it I was like it sounds like a lyric and I was like I love it because it's only we so it's personal but locking that is the key in it because you're not just seeing someone's eyes you're intertwining like energy through like looking at each other and I was like I love that and you know so I always explain it like you could be in the room full of 50 people and you could be vibing with every single one of them but only we will be locking yeah. eyes and I love it it's so good and it's so sexy and then from that literally that was on a Saturday I think and then I had a session with the Corky boys and I walked in and I was sick of producers giving me R&B beats. I was so over it. I was like, I walked in, I was like, give me something fresh. I want something fun that you want to dance to that's sexy. And then they were like, oi, here's a ballet beat. And I was like, this is sick. And literally we wrote the song that day, came in the next week. My other best friend, um, Jordan, jumped in the studio, helped me with the second verse. And the song was done within like, I think... Yeah, even that that vocal take, that was the first vocal take. We didn't go yeah. back. Yeah. Like Huge. the end it was crazy. Like when we wrote the song, I remember Dom, the, the producer was there, um Boy Soda. There was just so many people buzzing in Bodega that day as well, and they all came in and they started clapping on the track. <laughs> so the energy, like sometimes when you write a song, like you just have to capture it there and then because yeah. you're never going to get that again. And we tried that because I'm a perfectionist. I was like, I can do the vocal better, let me go in again. I went in and it just wasn't happening because the energy wasn't the same. Yeah. So, yeah, and so then you know, the rest of the song, I just took a romantic spin on it and talked about like my, you know, other romantic relationships and put that in and just twisted it. But yeah, I love that that song formed from a friendship. It's so sick. Beautiful. Yeah. And there's so much to unpack there. So We're much. just going to unpack the hell out of that whole spiel. Cause I loved it. Um, I feel like that's like that locking eyes, like what you're talking about, that concept. I love that it can happen with a person regardless of like time or like mm. how long because so many people are attached to these friendships that and the only reason they're still attached to them is because 
we've been friends for so long or like we've just been like this is just the way we live because we've coexisted for so long yeah whereas finding a new friendship or relationship or anything where you automatically have that like yeah that you know that energy is so beautiful but also it's like it just proves to people like you don't have to be in these complacent like toxic relationships like because there are people out there you can connect with straight away and so many people are scared to be friends with people because oh it's like it's going to take so much time to like make a new friend and get to the point that i am at with this other friend that and so what that's the best part about friendship is getting to know like i feel like if you reach a point where you feel like you're not learning something about somebody even like friends i've had for years and years like i'm talking 20 years i'm still learning stuff about them exactly interesting people if you got friends that you've like learned everything about then get some more friends because that's boring as fuck exactly (laughs) it's the complacency thing i think in so many relationships that just like ruins them yeah um but yeah oh the sound of it and it's like just got that like it's almost got like a naturey sort of like because the percussion is just like so raw Mm. um there's no you know there's no and like that's one of my favorite things about the track there's no real ambiguity to it like it's so direct which sort of matches the sentiment of it i guess so it's like so it makes sense that you did write it where it's like just gonna pour my heart out here literally um do you think that more often or not when you write songs it does come from that like because you did say you're a perfectionist as well so like see how you navigate it where it's like do you think the majority of the songs that you write do come from like just like i'm just gonna hop in and just write this out or is are some of your other songs that may be coming a bit more meticulous in their creation and their writing yeah so i definitely um obviously as you write your songs get better and better like the more you do something the better it's going to be so something that you know i find that i'm really good at is melodies like i'll be able to jump in and do whatever works but what i've been doing over the past like eight months is i've been editing my own work so i'll do whatever first comes to mind edit it do whatever then edit again then edit again so say i'm in the studio and I think of something, I'll like sing it and I'll be like, nah, Sinead, you can do better. And then I'm editing my own work and then I get people I trust to do it. So it's, yeah, it's kind of like I get in the studio and we do it, but now it's come to a point where it's like, I want to incorporate this and this, especially when it comes to lyrics. I'm like, let's make it, you know, we can always go better, sharpen your pen, etc. Exactly. So yeah. Practice makes perfect. 100%, 100%. <laughs> But the locking eyes is very raw. And sometimes, you know, what I'm working on at the moment, I'm realizing, like, sometimes, like, if it's said simply, then that's, it's best said that way. Yeah. Sometimes we don't need it to be very convoluted and all, like, I know, analogies and shit. Sometimes it's just, like, straightforward's always yeah. just best. Especially in music, you know. I do think, though, there is a beauty in, like, the way someone can tell a story where it's just, like, you find it yeah, yeah you yeah, find yeah. it after 100%. like even you could be like loving a song for like months and months and months and then like something will quickly be like oh, I had no idea that I enjoyed that song because it was, this rapper was talking about this or like, mm. um, I get that all the time like every time I listen to J. Cole or like let's Frank's album for example yeah every time you listen to it you know something new yeah it's still so to this beautiful. day it's been out since I was in year 7 I think it came out and I have listened to it all the time and saw- every single time like shit okay so he's talking about this here and then like and you can yeah. grab everything and that's the that is when you know art is good because yeah. then, like it's evolving even though it's like same and stands a test of time as well yeah 100 percent. um oh yeah i saw this this tiktok where it was like me listening to all the songs from my childhood and realizing they're all about sex it's like oh <laughs> so it's that thing as well almost where it's like you can reel someone in and then all of a sudden it'd be like whoa 
But some, I always think that. But the thing is, like, my, my first single, like, Come On Over, everyone's like, oh, it's a booty call, blah, blah. And obviously I can see how <laughs> that's the case. But I never wrote it about that. So sometimes the artist isn't writing about what you exactly. think it's, they're writing it about. And it's just your perception or interpretation of the lyrics in the song. Well, here's a question where I put myself in a bit of a corner. <laughs> um, with your songwriting and on the point you just made as well, where it's like, um, how do I even put this in a way without making myself look like an idiot? Nah, who cares? Um, <laughs> where it's like, I don't feel like an artist should have to talk about what they meant behind a song, what they felt behind a song. Yeah. Because each individual person um, will experience a song differently. Mm, which is sort of counterintuitive to what I'm doing up here. So It's fine. <laughs> sometimes it's nice. Yeah, sometimes it's nice. Right, I'm more unpacking your spiel before. <laughs> that bodega crew. Yeah. Where it's just like the energy and I feel like sort of from the outside as well, watching from the outside, I'm like, Something special is happening yeah. on Parramatta Road. <laughs> like, so, like, talk about that crew. Talk about that group of people. Like, so how I'm do they make you feel? Think. They make you feel so good. I'm pretty sure they're all like, I walk in, they're like, hey, queen. <laughs> all of them. Like, they're so lovely. They literally hype me up. And, like, not just the them, but the extensions of them. Mm. So when I say family, like, I mean it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I haven't been here for very long. Um, I literally moved here not even mean six months I don't think so I've been here for a short amount of yeah. time so to have relationship like that and people who are backing me so strongly is crazy but I originally just got put in a random session with Corky so Tom and Peter and um, we ended up making two tracks but I didn't end up using them but vibes are good like I remember we spent most of the session talking so like if I'm going into a session with someone new probably we're just gonna like you know have Jay talk and that's it. Like, yeah. The music is probably minimal, yeah. but it's really important to me that we have a good relationship because then we can make five songs. And then the second session I got, and then we made Locking Eyes. Exactly. But I'm always there. <laughs> I'm always a Bodega doing something. Well, technically, I invited you here so we could write music, and now we're doing a podcast. <laughs> no. um, I think it's so underrated, not so much, don't worry about sonically, having a peer group and a friendship group sort mm. of in that creative space with like, where you can sort of see, like, oh, Madame Empress is sort of, like, in that world with Leah or mm. Boy Soda. But not, like, sonically. Not to pigeonhole yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys sonically as a group. But as, like, friends as well. Yeah. So it probably oh. is nice having, like, a friendship circle that's 100%. sort of, like, at, in that same level of, like, excitement and energy and yeah. aura. Something that's really good that I really value. Because, obviously, I work with a lot of different people. I don't just work with Renega. But something that I really love and why I'll always go back there is because they have really set a tone for supporting one another and they they do that even with the tasker and the studio that they have as well in Marrickville like the inner west I feel in that section has really just come together and they're like hey we're not going to actually like we're just going to work together your win yeah. is my win and um they practice what they preach like if you ever sit down and talk to um particularly Peter <laughs> he likes to talk he'll say the same thing yeah um so they've definitely like it's in te- they've got the integrity like it's definitely there next episode Get him on. Wait, um, Peter's a G. He would be so good at this. Yeah. I think like, we all follow each other and stuff, oh, you know. We've got that connect. Plug. Um, yeah, because making music can be a lonely thing, I think. Mm. It can be a lonely world out there for creative people. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. Um, wow. I know, I talk a lot. Where do, no, I love it. It's good. <laughs> it's like, oh, I asked for a podcast because it's like, what do you want them to do? 
talk. I can just go on tangents, so should be Madam Empress talks. <laughs> um, so many places we can go. I'm going to strip it back a bit. Let's take, let's pull back time because you say you know, new to Sydney, um, and you've been writing music for a very long time, um, and starting a project is daunting because you're putting a lot on the line. You're putting your heart on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and you spoke about as well, 360ing your entire life. Mm, yeah. Um, I'd love to dig into that if you don't mind. Oh my God, yes. Um, this. So like, when did you start writing? Actually, no, let's go all the way back. Um, I read in your little bio, little bio, because um, your story is super interesting. You grew up between Australia and South Africa. Yeah. Um, what was that process like? Like, how was it coming back to Australia? How was it going back and forth? Was it exhausting? Or do you feel like you matured a lot and learned a lot through that process? Well, I was born here and um, I didn't go back and forth as much uh, as we probably would have liked. But my grandma would come over here for long periods of time. But I think more so it wasn't like physically going back and forth. It was more like I grew up between two, mm. you know, cultures, so to speak. Um, so like any immigrant kid, I guess, my parents are first generation. Like they literally left the apartheid and yeah. came here. So, um, yeah, identity, all that shit. <laughs> As a kid, you know, it happens. Yeah. Um, but my parents are super musical and so it's in my culture. And so I guess I've always, I've always done music. Yeah. And did finding music sort of help you find your identity between the two worlds? Or uh-huh. do you think that came just like later as a... So something about me is I just do a lot of things. Yeah. Like, I just really, I mean, I, like, yeah, music wasn't really like, I know a lot of artists or like people's story, like, My yeah, anchor. It was it my anchor. Me. Like, I it found it. found it was myself. Like, like, yeah, music, it's always been and always was. And I think that for a long time, that's why I took it for granted. Mm. But I do other stuff that I guess was my anchor, so yeah. to speak. So not really. I mean, I love, I love yeah, it yeah, deeply, no, no, no. obviously, but it's not... My self-worth is definitely... And self-identity isn't found in music. That's good, though. That's a positive thing to do. Because, mm. like, obviously you love music and it's, like, a nice, special thing. Mm. But at the same time, it's, like, you want to be a holistic human being. Because when you are a holistic human being, it makes the music more interesting. Literally. Instead of just being, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, every day, every day, it's all you think about. Because that's what yeah. musicians do, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm well, nice. I'm like, I was even thinking about this the other day. I've been writing songs since I probably was seven. I remember the first song I wrote, it was like... Come on over. <laughs> Can you imagine? Seven-year-old writing that? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I did not mean it like that. <laughs> no, I wrote, um, it was like this cheesy song about love in the world. And I remember it because I wrote it. And I, my friends at the time, I would like, in the car, I was like, guys, I wrote a song and I sang it for them. And like, I remember, and then when I did like music lessons, like piano and singing and stuff, my teacher would be like, you need to write, you need to write. My whole life, everyone's been supportive of everything I've done. But one thing that's been consistent is, Sinead, what are you doing? You used to be yeah. doing music. You should be doing music. Like, you've got this thing. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. And uh, when someone tells me to do something, I'm pretty sure I'm, like, going to be like, no, I can make my own decisions. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's for also a part of the yeah. big reason. Like, for a really long time, I was like, everyone's like, you know, you've got it. You've got to do it. Like, every single one of my teachers from school, every, like, my family, like, you know, you got to do it. And I just never did it until now. Because it had to be something that I would come to on my own. Yeah. You know? What do you think triggered that? I went traveling. Yeah. It's so lame. I no, it. it's fine. But no, 
it was a bit of that, a bit of this. So I finished my first degree and then I was like, okay, cool. So I've done the whole academic thing because I am an academic and I love studying. And Thank so you. I'm where the same, where <laughs> yeah. it's like, I'll have all this shit going on, but it's like, oh, yeah, yes, I've got my tune. Literally. So I finished, I finished my degree and at the same time I finished a long-term relationship that I was in, which all plays a part in it. So yeah. finish my degree, finish my, not finished. That sounds so bad. Ended that part of my life. No, like pause here. <laughs> I feel like uh, like ending, like finishing, I think is a good term to for relationships and stuff because like they're done. Like they get yeah. to a point where they naturally fizzle out. It's exactly. not like it's not ending, ending feels super negative, but also it feels like it's just one person being like, no, we're done. Yeah. But like relationships are finite and people need to understand that. Exactly. So I they finish. They finish. Actually, yeah. You know what? We're going to use that from now on in. It was finished. The relationship was finished. Please continue. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. Uni was finished. And then I was just like, cool. Um, I had spent... So I did a psych degree. And then I'd spent the past three years trying to get into medicine or dentistry. Mm. So if you know anything about getting into those degrees, it's so hard. It's It's so hard. Especially coming from... I come from a background where I didn't really do science um, or math. And here I am trying to sit the freaking gamsat trying to get into yeah. the case. so you know i tried two times and then on the last time i got accepted so i was like cool i'm gonna give my life away and do dentistry because that's essentially what you've got to do when studying a degree like that so i was like look, we're about I'm- to have beef soon but i'll let you finish <laughs> then we'll beef and then so i was like look i'm just in travel so i went over to the uk um and oh my goodness i was gonna move there if yeah. COVID didn't happen, I wouldn't be here, hundred percent. Um, so I was there, and I was like, "Yo, some there is something about this place, in terms of creativity, in terms of buzz, everyone's yeah. hustling. So automatically, your energy, you're already working harder, whether you're actually like doing a nine to five job or not. You just you're going. But something that I loved is every single corner that you look in, especially in London people are pursuing their creative passions they're painting they're dancing they're singing they're this they're that whether they're crap or not and they're just going in with their full chest like they have nothing to lose and it was such it hit me in the face and then i remember um, i'm a bit of an art freak so i was when i travel i was just like going to all these different museums and galleries and i remember seeing this one thing and it was like creativity takes courage yeah and i was like shanae like you know you say that you're the strong woman and that you're brave and blah blah which all these things i am but i was like courage hits different courage is something that you are vulnerable in and that you follow through and i just realized that like i've been scared for what reason i had no idea but it was just like you're 22 years old at the time so i was just like just do it yeah like just do it and the thing is with me when i say i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do it yeah and do exactly. it so well best of my ability and then i literally got back from traveling and within a month i had like we were going it's crazy and now that's I'm here. beautiful yeah right, we're gonna get back serious again but i do want to take a tangent here <laughs> please about giving my life away no uh. about dentistry yes I hate, I don't even think I've spoken about this on the podcast, but everyone that knows me, Mm. I don't mind going to the dentist because I take excellent care of my teeth. Absolutely, you have beautiful teeth. I hate dentists. Why? Because they scam you, they try to take your money, try to get you on x-rays when you don't need them. Okay, okay, okay. They're cheeky, they're cheeky. The x-rays when you don't need them, let me me explain that. (laughs) 
So every two years, you should actually technically get your bite wings. Every two years, you exactly. You have to get them because... But two years. Every two years. So you should know. So as take okay, okay, responsibility, true, true, you go true, true, in, you go, hey, I had them in 2018. I don't need them, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But it's really important because it can reveal so much about your health of your gums and things that are going on. This is the problem with patients, <laughs> not like yourself, but probably a lot. Whereas they come in after they haven't done their x-rays because they go, no, 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 no. They haven't looked up their teeth and they're like, fix me. And then the bill's $1,000 and they go, why is it so expensive? It's like, if you took the precautions, if you floss, we wouldn't be here, Janice. Janice. That's a good one. You know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oral oh, hygiene. You brush know. your teeth. Floss every day. Woo. <laughs> Dude, the flossing, I never used to floss twice a day. You gotta floss. But my teeth felt physically stronger after I started flossing. Yeah. It's a game changer. It's ridiculous. Teeth are incredible. I love what it. What the <laughs> hell are they? Like, what the hell are these things? Why do they do You need them. Teeth, nails, and hair. Weird. Oh, stunning. What are they, though? Teeth are actually crazy. <laughs> anyway, because I'm getting teeth so I definitely could. Obviously, very passionate about it. Um... That's super, yeah, and you spoke about courage. I think that's super courageous. So many people, and like, it's easy to get sucked into that natural pathway of uni and like, oh yeah, like, I'm good at this. Mm. I sort of don't mind it. Yeah. I sort of really enjoy it. Yeah. I may as well just keep doing this and just like suppressing. Yeah, yeah. And just suppressing and suppressing. And I've definitely felt that. So good on you. Thanks. For, you know, taking it on. We did it. Um, I so, did it. Obviously, you came back to Australia, couldn't move to London, mm. um, so you moved to Sydney. Is that... Am I reading that right? Yeah, so I... Uh, look, I've had, like, a big love-hate relationship with, like, Australia, mm. I guess, in general. Um, but, you know, I am, like, a young black female, and I knew that, like... Oh, i got to be careful. I knew that, like... Um, Say, for example, I put out a track in the UK. They don't have to digest me because they already accept me. They already listen to my music. They already see my face. It's happening. Whereas here, there are barriers. And, you know, I am not discrediting the women that have gone before me, like Kate and Sampa, that have broken so many barriers and all the other female artists that are coming through on the ground. We're killing it. Like, we're making movements. But I literally was in a mind frame where I was like, why the hell would I need to like teach you to be able to digest what my art and put it out and not even my art just who i am as a person so i was going to bounce and i was going to do my music over there that was my plan and then and it it, makes a lot of sense yeah what it did to me it does kind of still you know and even now you know people people don't back you or back you know back it it's just how it is for now um and so i was kind of a bit salty but then covid happened and i will you know, like I said, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So I just had to find a way. And oh my goodness, I'm so glad that I'm yeah. here. Like, I would not have the team that I have. I would not be doing what I'm doing. I would not, I probably wouldn't have music out. I wouldn't, I just, it would not be what it is today. So, oh yeah, it's crazy. Because I was so close to, I could have missed this boat that I'm on now by like that much if yeah. COVID didn't happen. And the best thing about London and that energy and that aura, um, it's not going anywhere. Oh, 100%. Exactly. Yeah. And like, people always talk about like dominating your backyard before, you know, yeah. you focus on overseas and all that sort of strategy stuff. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, it's a big world out there and it can be quite daunting yeah, and frightening. So like finding your community here is probably exactly. super special. Yeah. It was, it's so special. Like, I'm so thankful that things happen the way they did um, because 
it's just crazy i say it all the time to my my team or like even my friends i'll be sitting even here with you i'll be sitting talking to this person i'll be doing this and i'm like guys i was like you know eight months ago i thought i was gonna drop my demo track on soundcloud just to make my mom happy like when i say i was just doing music for myself because i just you know felt like i really needed to do it and put it out there it truly was Mm. it wasn't supposed to be what it is and the project is just growing and growing and growing and things are coming to it and i'm just sitting here not even me now now my team were like holy shit like what is happening it's crazy so great all good things yeah um (laughs) One thing I sort of want to hone in on without talking too much shit about some people mm. is that people see, you know, faces like yourself or faces like Leah mm. and automatically pigeonhole into R&B. Yeah. And it's like, these songs aren't Bruh, R&B. Don't and even and start me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, just, oh, actually, sorry. One time, I don't know if, yeah, one time. We have some... Like, I trust the Paratalk audience that... Yeah, it's fine. Like, because we have some pretty radical... And we've spoken about some pretty radical views about... Yeah. Hook this so no, it's cooked. It's so, no, cooked. like, the audience and I'm fully on the same page if yeah. you want to talk... If you oh, want to get your shit off. Yeah, no. Nah, even not, though. It's not even like this is, like, an undercover secret yeah, within it's the not. Australian music industry that we're trying to find. It's, like, point yeah. blank in our faces. Like, you know, big radios and people that host our music still don't have categories for us. Mm. They don't know where to place us. And then when um, someone drops a track that is maybe indie rock, but because they look like Lee and Knight, they comment going, oh, my goodness, you sound like Summer Walker. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> kidding me so yeah this is definitely you know i was actually having a dope conversation with tom and peter in our last session and they were like you know i walk into um sessions and they'll all automatically give me like a, a beat that they think i would sing just based off yeah what i look like rather than being like hey what's up let's go you know um so yeah there's little things but yeah. and just like trying to get caught up on it because whatever yeah do you know what I mean? Exactly. Still, this is the thing. I always say, I say this um, to like people like Leah and like Naz and, and all the time. I'm always like, um, people will say and whatever, they're going to have their ideas about us and their ceilings, but like, we're still going to be doing the most. Exactly. Like we're literally still going to blow you away every time because it's just what we do. Cause underestimate. Exactly. It's irrelevant. Lovely. Mm. Going back to London. Yes, let's go back. <laughs> and no, 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 I'm going to go back to London and I'm going to segue very nicely. Okay, I'm, I'm so ready for this. <laughs> Audience, be ready for this shit. So London, I, I find it super, super interesting and like, I may, might be jumping over, I don't even know what the saying is, jumping over a couple of bridges, like... Jumping... To yeah. conclusions. Yeah, oh, there we go. Wow. Tuesday morning. Oh jumping my God. bridges? How did I not get that? How did I not get that? If you can um, jump bridges, I'm impressed. Anyway... Um, so London, I love that you were so inspired by London, like London, you know, crazy energy. And then your first release was coming over part two, which is just like the most blatant, just like UKG, yeah. throw the wrist over, yeah. like track. Um, why did you choose that track to come first? Um, why did it going part two before part one make sort of more sense for you? So, And was the London connection have anything to do with that? This is actually the perfect segue. Because, listen, I'm going to tie back to listen. just what we spoke about, right? Listen. So, back to the notion of people have these preconceived ideas based on what I look like. They mm-hmm. can assume what I'm going to sound like. People were expecting coming over part one. True. So, we thought, why not fuck it up? Sorry, I'm kissing. No, that's fine. That's the first time you saw. <laughs> okay. I said, why not just... 
put out the yeah. garage mix first. And um, yeah, I'm I really like so the music that I listen to personally. A lot of the artists from the UK. I'm just like very into that scene. I love name them, name them. What name them? Who are you listening to? Who, who you right with? now? Oh, actually, I'm gonna go on my phone. Because Jeez my Louise. friend showed me this dope artist the other day, and I've been listening to her on repeat. A friend, Miski, shout out Miski. Um, her name is Erica E R I. No way, she's so dope. It's crazy. Why you get that Erica De Cassio? Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, um, she's not from the UK. I don't think. I don't know where she's from. Let's have a look. She don't say. Because like um. I'm a Claro stan. Oh, yeah. And Claro got asked in an interview, oh, like, who would you like to work with? And she goes, this Erica girl, she's so cool. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's sick. And then I dove in. Yeah, she's incredible. So yeah. I've been listening, I've been rinsing her a lot. But I, I don't, I don't, I generally, like, get obsessed with an artist. I'll rinse all their Just music and them. then move. Yeah. I don't really, yeah. Anyway, what was I saying? The Garage Mix. Um, yeah, so then when I was in the studio with Will, he, like, made a joke and was like, hey, we should put this beat on it. And I looked at him and I was like, bruh. I was like, that is fire, right? Yeah, so then right. the whole rest of our session, we're sitting. We've got part, coming over part one, coming over part two. And we're going, which one should we do? 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 We are literally spending, we were there till 4 a.m. Messing with the BPM. Just the little things. Yeah. Which one should we do? Which one should we do? And then, bueno con los dos. Bueno both. Exactly. Lovely. And they, make, they sort of make sense together because it took me and like, oh, call me an idiot. <laughs> but when part one came out, mm. I didn't put the two together that the first one was like a remix or like just a different yeah. version because they do sound so different. Yeah. And it's, I had to think about, is she saying the same words? Yeah. Like I had to think about it. I love that. So it makes sense though that they like, can yeah. come out together and they're such, they're such separate entities, I think for me anyway. Yeah. Just the way that I am a gouge frother. Yeah, me too. With just like, because it's like, it's almost like the overlap between the rave scene, like yeah. in Sydney, just the way it's like sort of shifted towards a lot of glitzy garage stuff and then like garage is coming I mean when you go clubbing in the UK that's all they play yeah garage and afro I get so many TikTok recommendations of like people playing D&Bs in their D&B in their car and stuff like I'm like what do you think I am (laughs) no Brit Uh, nah it's good have you watched um, people just do nothing no what's that oh it's like this TV show it's on Netflix Mm. where it's like a not like a mockumentary, but they follow this crew and they have like a pirate radio station in London and they're Duh. like, they're like grime MCs. It's absolutely People hilarious. Just do yeah. It's, I hope I got that right. I'm sorry, but the title of that is insane. Yeah. I'm dying for that. Corrupt FM. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. Um, but yeah, no, that, that makes sense though with the part two, cause it was like as a debut record, it was like, whoa, like this comes in hot with a lot of energy mm. and it did leave everything on the table because it was like, what could come next like mm. you just didn't know and I feel like people are always going to think that yeah with the project definitely <laughs> even after this song they were like you did Garage you did Sombrian you did a ballet song I was like what is happening <laughs> it's so and like I, I even wrote this down <laughs> yes where I was like like I know privy, like your music is definitely boundaryless I'm reading here yes really. um, <laughs> you know there's Boss Garage cut classic R&B cut Locking Eyes you know you've got that groovy tinge to it that dancey sort of tinge yeah. to it as well um, it's super diverse, but for me, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, why do you think the, the three songs you have out now, even though they are sonically so different, why do you think mm. they make sense together like, oh as the first this three? This is such a good question. 
Seriously. Look. It's my favorite question I've been asked ever. Um, <laughs> and this is how I'll explain ever. it. Ever. <laughs> this is how I'll explain it. So I, um, a while back, because, you know, for a long time, this project is forming as I'm going to. I'm learning about it, you know, and what it means to me, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, I, as an individual, like to do a lot of things. So it would just make sense that that would translate into my music. But I was really worried because I was like, man, what is the consistency? And we were playing. So I have a bunch of songs and I was playing up for a bunch of people. And then we were going through them. I wasn't invited. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry about that one. Um, And they were playing it. And this guy at the end, like, he said this comment. And it was fully just like, yo, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. Because for a long time, no fresh ears had heard my stuff. Mm. So then for the first time, all these people, you know, listening. And he goes, all your music changes. But the one thing that is consistent is you. He's like... You are so strong and vulnerable, yet it's sexy. And it just, it's its the Madam Empress, like you as the artist, is the one consistent thing. And I was like, that's it. Yeah. That's the consistency. So as far as music goes, whatever I feel like making, I'm going to make. And it'll make sense. And it will always make sense because I'm just going to be true to who I am. And it's always going to be real. Yeah, I feel that's a testament to your honesty as well. Yeah, I'm pretty honest. Yeah, which is important. Like. <laughs> yeah. To, for that bridge to be gap because you feel you can see when artists like you can see when Drake like hops on a trend and mm. like you know because there's a dishonesty about it because yeah well but oh, I'm I'm packing too, I'm opening up too I much I love Drake though yeah same and like <laughs> is he the goat he's one of them I love Drake oh my goodness no but like you can hear the inauthenticity where like it just like you put two songs in his discography next to each other it's like what the hell's going on mm. whereas with oh, just comparing you to Drake I know. I feel so small. <laughs> You're better than Drake, all right? Um, oh, that was lovely. Yeah, is that a good way to explain it? It's the best way to explain okay, cool. it. Cool, I'm going to whip that out next time someone asks me. That dope-ass question. <laughs> dope-ass. No other journalist will ask you. No other platform will give you as good an interview this as this. This is true. This is Parry Talks. This is Parry Talks. Acclaim? Who are they? <laughs> Purple Sneakers? What the Who, hell? What the hell? Emma. She doesn't Emma? know what she's doing. No. Just kidding. <laughs> I love you, love Emma. You, Shout out, Emma. Shout, Shout out, Emma. Emma. I was like, she's I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who Emma is, but no, I feel bad. Because well, I feel like she's one of the only people that could give you a better interview than me. All oh, right. All right, let's go, Emma. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> um, I sort of want to end, because that's, that's a beautiful way to end the serious part of our conversation. For real. <laughs> now to the fun part. This is my favorite part. Of I was having fun this whole time. I know, so was I. Okay, cool. No, but it's in like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Parry Talks, the big thing about Parry Talks, and one thing I've found about me and my listeners and my friends, we all share one thing. Oh, God. It's the love of food. Oh, my goodness. Yes, let's go. <laughs> all right, good. So, well, you're sort of new to Sydney as well, so this might be a bit of a fresh perspective as well. Yeah. What's your favorite, like, oh, no, we'll start, not Sydney, we'll start uh, general. We'll start, what's your favorite, like, takeaway, like, proper takeaway, like, Macca's KFC, Subway, all that stuff? What's, like... The, oh, the, no. the cheap you know I the, love oof. food so much But I'm just going to be the worst at this Okay So I'm just going to talk about my whole life eating Because at the moment I'm vegan <laughs> Oh And okay. that's going to ruin things No it's not It is to me We have vegan listeners <laughs> Shout out vegan listeners <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like doing shout outs It's really fun Who I always wonder people before? on podcasts I was like shout out this one Shout out I'm like that's so lame Who have we spoken about Who can we give shout outs to Emma Ah oh, Pocky <laughs> Bicek Done We talked about Lee and I Boy Soda 
Boy Soto Drake. might be <laughs> Drake. Shout out, Drizzy. Shout out Drake. He's listening. Good friend of the show. Boy Soto. There's a rumor. I've heard a rumor about Boy Soto. That I w- I'm trying to date him. No. Oh, I'm really trying. <laughs> he might be. The way that I'm putting this on a podcast is crazy. Because I was just about to say he might be sitting in that seat soon. He might be. I've heard a rumor. Oh uh, yeah, I know that rumor. <laughs> Stitch myself up. Oh, nah, I'm not trying to date him. I'm trying to marry him. <laughs> He's the most beautiful man on the planet. Oh my goodness. If you ever have the chance, I literally just like adore him. No, he's coming on. His music is incredible. You're going to love him. Wait, wait, him? I've known him for ages. Oh, well, then you know what I'm talking about. All too well. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> I always make a joke. I'm like, so we're going to date now. And he keeps turning me down. But one day, persistence is key. Dating is so like. To all the listeners, persistence is key. <laughs> No, it's not. Like, <laughs> respecting people's boundaries is key. <laughs> and, like, acknowledging when people say no is key. And He didn't say no. He just Ooh. laughs. Okay. <laughs> That's plenty lead to work with. Mm. Anyway, shout out to Boy Soda. <laughs> What's your favorite type of soda? Oh, my goodness. Do you drink soft drink? Um, no, but I can, I can partake <laughs> in conversation. <laughs> um, I really like um, solo. Okay. But then sometimes I'm dying like i'm just like i really want fanta mm. like sunkiss oh that goes down so well but i hate coke get away from me i rebuke thee it's not good i like pepsi max way more than i like wow coke. and there's a difference is oh there? my goodness is there a difference yeah i don't drink either i actually drink soft drink but if i were to it would be one of those two. okay <laughs> you know what fine <laughs> sorry i'm fine i'm joking um i drink it if there's alcohol in it really i yeah. don't really like like a Strong fizzy, like, like a drink. lemon lime bitter. No, vodka lemon lime bitter. That's actually it. when I drink coke. There's a coke in Long Island iced tea, isn't it? Aren't Long Island's iced tea the ones that just like murder you? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's coke. Actually, I could be so wrong. No, I don't think so. It's brown though. Yeah, because that's all the liquor in it, isn't it? Yeah. Liquor. liquor. So American. Liquor. <laughs> soda. Anyway. You know what my favorite soda is? Yeah. What is yours? Boy soda. Oh my goodness. I'm going to flirt with Bray. Yeah, you should. Um, he might not go for it, but... Food. Food. Stop yeah, distracting wow. me. I know, you're distracting me. <laughs> um, what is like... Well, no, let's go vegan. Like what... Let's not go fast food. We'll go like takeaway. Like what's like... Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I okay. I just do a number on this right now. All right. I did this um, two nights ago. We got like dumplings. Oh. So eggplant dumplings. Oh my goodness! Okay, don't we got vegetable dumplings. Where from? Give the place a from the the, the 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 Chinese. What's it called? Restaurant? The Chinese restaurant? In Where Newtown. On Emerald Road. Yeah. Yeah. The, What's um, it called? The, the master. The, the dumpling master. Dumpling master. What the hell? I'm surprised I haven't seen you there. Wow. Crazy. That's my spot. Yeah. Anyway. So Wednesday nights with Parry. If you know, you know. Oh, do you go there every Wednesday? Sometimes. Wow. <laughs> anyway, anyway, dumplings, yeah. So eggplant, I like okay. shallot pancake. I always get the Ooh. garlic broccoli. Okay. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness, that shit okay. goes off. Um, I love, love, share my love for this venue. Oh, it's, it literally goes off, honestly. Because so, um, there's a studio across the road that I always work at. So every time I'm done, I always go there. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. What else do I really like there? The eggplant here, the fried eggplant. Yeah, I usually get. I've been getting it steamed. Okay. Oof. I don't know. I don't know. Just allow it for a bit. I will. Um, <laughs> this has been great. Final question, and I ask this to everybody. Is that food? No. Oh, okay. It's oh, we moved that. 
two more, like one more serious question and then one sort of another fun question. Okay, cool. Stunning. Madam Empress. Yes. How do you measure success? Not so much, Shit. you know, not like, not like, oh, I want to sell this many records and be in this venue in six mm. months. But like, what do you want the Madam Empress project to achieve for someone listening to you? It's loaded. Wow. I think I'm at a point, like, if I'm being 100% honest, I'm figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm figuring it out. I'm really, really, like, particularly this, like, my art and what I'm doing, I'm really, like, just leaning into it and following what the project is, you know, doing. And, um, yeah, I'm figuring it out. Measuring success. That's a good way to answer it, though. Yeah, I think I'm figuring it out. I mean... I would say that I'm already successful because I'm doing it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, for me, success isn't definitely isn't measured on like, you know, items. I've just never been been that way, um, or a, an amount. I definitely am in a goal. It's really contradicting though because I'm very goal oriented. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, I got to do this, 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 but it doesn't make me any successful than if I yeah. didn't do those. I know what you mean. But yeah, I guess I'm really figuring it out. Like honestly, this project is a baby, um, and it's growing so fast. So I'm learning. We'll get there. Nice. But yeah, I feel like as long as I'm just keeping it 100, always, then it, then it's successful. It's a great way to put it. Yeah. Well, then that's how you measure success, how honest you are with yourself. Yeah. Hey, look, see, I'm learning. See what I mean? But it's honestly, these yeah. conversations that I have every single day when I'm talking about this and I'm in this, I'm just like learning more and more things. And yeah, 100%. You've come to the right place. Perry talks. <laughs> Perry listens. Perry counsels. <laughs> he does it all, everyone. Counsels. And final question, a bit more fun. And we've sort of already hinted at people. Who should I have on Paratalks? Who needs their story told? Who do you think would be great at this? Obviously, Boy Soda. Yeah. You know what, though? Let me tell you. I love a lot of artists, and I'll, I'll appreciate their music, but when I meet them and they're just the best person, mm. oh, my goodness, it's the best. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, and now I'm going to segue and think of people that you should get on, blah, blah, blah. Um, we've, sort of, we've named a couple of people. Yeah, boy like soda. definitely, yeah, definitely boy soda. And you, you know, talking, you should get like some, even some producers on. Like the Corky Bucek boys, yeah. they're great. They love to have a good joke. And honestly, like um, something that I love about them is we can flow really easily between like laughing and then like having like really great life conversations. Um, but yeah, anyone. That's the answer. Yeah, get them on. Parry Talks, Madam Empress. You. Keep it locked. Thank you for listening. Um, please. If you've listened this far, you're probably a big fan of Paratalks. We have huge announcements coming soon, like the biggest thing that Paratalks ever worked on. What? It's huge. If you listen this far, you are obviously engaged with Paratalks. Um, but yeah, just keep an eye out, please. Be ready to share the shit out of this thing. Be ready to give me all of your money. Be ready for it because we have something money. massive coming. Really? Um, yes, we do. That's crazy. I'm excited. I'll tell you in a second. Yeah. I just haven't announced it yet. Um, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for coming on. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so sick. Woo. I really appreciate it. <laughs>